Welcome back to the Off the Dome Sports Podcast, Mustang. Hey, how you doing, fans? Uh, it's been a minute. Been fiending. Been quite a few minutes, if been you a do couple, say so. Been a couple minutes. Just a couple. Just a couple minutes. How you doing, bud? Uh, fatigued. Fatigued. Tired. Um, but ready to, uh, to grab this podcast by the gonads. Oh, by the Nards. And excrete Indeed. so much passion that it's insane. This man's vocabulary has really improved over the past <clears throat> however many days. You get paid a couple dollars and... <laughs> I'm posh now. <laughs> He's posh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Off the Dome Sports Podcast. Your favorite sports podcast where two and sometimes three sports lovers sit and give their hot takes. Off, off the, the dome. dome. I am Redfish. I am Mustang. I'm Rebo Hussle. That felt so good. And he is yelling. <laughs> Somebody's happy to be here. Somebody is happy to be here. And we're happy to have him Somebody here. Somebody is. Um, glad to be here. And um, before we get started, obviously, follow us on Twitter, off the underscore dome pod, also known as X, not Twitter. Last week, I did a great job of saying X first. This week, remembered. not so much. It's all right. <laughs> Off the underscore dome pod on YouTube, off the dome sports podcast. If you're watching, that's how you're watching. Uh, of course, follow the no network, of course, at be in the be in the no K N E A U X. The only way to spell it. I was about to do that. Good work. Uh, but follow the no, all the boys over there doing great stuff. Got us on off the dome. You got, you know, Dave and Patty with who Evan knows. You got uh, Pell's Press over there. You've got. Chrissy doing some work, Jacob, uh, Sports World UK, just yeah. all the good stuff going on. Um, so very excited to be a part of that. Very excited to keep on moving throughout this sports season. Uh, we're kind of in the thick of it right now. You know, finally getting into the... Yeah, things colliding yeah, in the sports world. The uh, the meat of the season, some would say. And going to start off with our boys in purple and gold. <clears throat> LSU football comes out of this weekend with a huge win, 48-18 to over the Auburn Tigers. Um, boots on the ground in Death Valley this weekend from the boy Redfish, and it was a good one to be there for. Um, energy was there from first snap to last. Um, Tigers just dominated from the very first whistle. There was never any doubt. Yeah, I mean, I think it was our uh, best all-around game all season. Uh, both sides of the ball looked pretty good. Uh, I mean, offense, you know, we, we expected them to look that way and they did defense kind of surprised me a little bit you know we're going up against a pretty bad offense but it made them look even worse in my opinion yeah they going into the week they were the 118th ranked uh passing defense and Auburn was the 118th ranked passing offense um we really saw I don't even know who the starter's name was but he was struggling and so shout out to my guy Bobby Abear Nope, T. Bob Bear. Are you talking about the and Auburn quarterback? Yes, Robbie Ashford. Nope, that's nope. the backup. No nope. backup. He's the backup. Yep, that's the. I was there, and he's the only one I noticed. Nope, that's the he's backup. been there a while. He's been. Yeah. There. He torched us last year, and they brought in some guy, and he's a starter now. But oh, I they do had remember to turn, that. They turned to, to Ashford. T. Bob Bear yeah. say Robbie Ashford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, he kind of was their glimmer of hope in the second half when they brought him in to kind of mix things up. But we keyed in pretty quick on it. Yeah, he, he just brought a different element. Like, he's more of a runner. Yeah. Um, but he did make some pretty good p- plays in the passing game. Um, all around, good 
Uh, Peyton Thorne Peyton is the name Thorne. we were Correct. looking for. And uh, another good thing about the defense is they really found a home for Harold Perkins on first and second down, playing him in the nickel or just the overhang. Whereas on third down, he was rushing the passer, doing what he normally did, what he did so well last year. Um, I just think that all around it was a great game for the Tigers and go Tigers beat the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. Go Tigers beat the Tigers indeed. Um, I think the defense, this is the best they've looked all season. Um, not to say that the Auburn offense is some superstar offense that we stopped, but they're more than respectable enough to score points. Yes. I mean, still an SEC offense. Yeah. And LSU beat them by 30 and it took Georgia until the fourth quarter to really handle the Auburn. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, the defense, very impressed with what they did. Did they let up some big plays? Absolutely. Um, but way less than normal. Um, you can find holes in every defense, but this is definitely the best they've played. Um, adjustments still need to be made. However, I think the coaching staff is making adjustments that need to be made, and it's showing off. Um, great point about Harold Perkins. That's what I was going to bring that up as well is that they've kind of found his role, and it's not exactly what his role has looked like so far. Um, like, it's not the same role he played last year. He's not coming off the edge 90% of the snaps like he did last year. Um, you know, he, he kind of finds that space and coverage um, throughout the first couple downs, and then he'll rush the passer on, on third down, or in, uh, you know, if it's, if it's a specific running situation, they'll still bring him off the edge, and then... There was that one drive, I believe, in the third quarter, or early fourth, where he stopped all four plays by himself. <laughs> um, like he, he is still an absolute force to be reckoned with, um, and I don't want people to forget that. Um, so defense, we've got to give them their flowers. They played great, but the offense, three weeks in a row, has scored forty nine, forty nine, forty eight, um, and <laughs> literally on the last podcast, I said. LSU is not scoring 49 points again. It's going to be too close of a game. Auburn always plays as close. And then Reese was like, I don't know. They might score 49 points again. They didn't. They scored one (laughs) less. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. Well, excuse me even more because I said take the Auburn spread. And boy, was I wrong. Um, Because Jaden Daniels is playing like an absolute Heisman candidate. 20 for 27, 350 yards, three touchdowns. Um, apparently he threw a pick. I was in the stadium. No don't remember him throwing a pick, by the way. Not yeah, I don't remember that. do not remember Jaden Daniels throwing an interception. Apparently he threw one in the second quarter. I never left my seat, so I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, uh, even the the opposing coach gave so much credit to um, Hugh Freeze. Shout out Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze gave so much credit, so much praise to Jaden Daniels, saying that you know he. To, to say that he's not up for the race in Heisman so far this year is insane. And, I, I'm, of course, I agree with him. Yeah. I mean... Do y'all think anything changes after this week or, you know, maybe after the next few weeks? I think the Caleb Williams stock has definitely gone down. He threw three interceptions against Notre Dame this week, and uh, I just feel like that helps both Michael Penix and Jaden Daniels. And so now the race is... The race is more leaning towards one of those two guys, but you're still looking at Jaden Daniels being disrespected because if you look at the numbers and just the numbers, not even watching the game because right. the eye test is amazing because I, watch, I watched the second half of uh, Oregon-Washington, and honestly, Washington's offense didn't look very good. I mean, they were they were scoring points, but it wasn't like the electric LSU offense. 
And so I, I think that that should give him the edge, but just the numbers alone should give Jaden the edge and also. Yeah. And keep in mind, this is coming from a man who was just about to count Jaden Daniels out. Mm, I don't oh, yeah. think he was just about to. I think he did. Oh, no. The beginning of the season, I was calling for him to be benched because I was tired of seeing no progression, no uh, can't really read a defense. But, man, this week, was he, you could see him sitting yeah, in the pocket just sitting four, there. Four yeah, you, you, see, you see his eyes go to four different receivers, and that's what's beautiful about the progression of Jaden Daniels. Yeah, um, just from watching him from a live perspective, um, when you're on TV, you can only see so much. But when you're in person, you see all 22, all every right, snap. Yeah. Um, and it was the first game I've been able to go to all season, and boy, I'm glad this was the one because you really did get to see the progression of Jaden Daniels because a lot of the – now, I'm sitting in the student section, of course, so a lot of the students, the second he gets the ball in his hands, they're like, uh, we got to score right now this second because um, <laughs> they don't – you know, most of them are either too intoxicated to understand football or just don't understand football that great. Um, yeah. but he gets the snap, he sits in the pocket and you can, you, like y'all said, you can really see him scanning the field going left to right, right to left and making sure he, you know, all of his options are surveyed before he makes his next move. Um, which is not something we saw Jaden Daniels do every game last season and surely didn't see him do early on last season. So you can definitely see, you know, the year to year and a half he's had under this LSU offense, um, how he's progressed. As far as the Heisman talk goes, um, before this game, he was seventh, I believe, uh, highest odds for Heisman. He's now tied for third um, behind Michael Penix, uh, Dylan Gabriel, and then tied with J.J. McCarthy. Um, so he's sliding in above game, above guys like Jordan Travis and Drake May and Caleb Williams and Bo Nix. But Michael Penix is actually the odds-on favorite right now at minus 140. Uh, Jaden Daniels comes in at plus 1,200. So definitely a big odds difference. Um, I think the reason the three guys above him are above him is because they play for three undefeated teams. Yeah, when the um, bus takes a big toll on it. But the last stat we have to bring up with LSU um, is, like we were talking about just now with the Jaden Daniels versus Michael Penix talk, um, I was you know talking with Reba Hustle about it yesterday because I saw a tweet about it um, or an X post, whatever you'd like to say. <laughs> Um, but Jaden Daniels is beating Michael Penix in legitimately every single statistics right statistic right now. He has 600 total more yards than him, six total more touchdowns than him, the same amount of picks, and then one higher percent of completion percentage. So he's completing more passes, he's passing for more yards, he's rushing for more yards, and he has more touchdowns. Sounds like he's just better. He's having a better season. Is Michael Penix a, an electric player? Absolutely. Well, yeah. Is he on... Arguably the best team in football, yes, because they they're a top ten ranked team who just beat another top ten ranked team. However, when it comes to the quarterback play, if you put them on the same field with the same players, Jaden Daniels is playing better football than Michael Penix, in my opinion. Agreed. So that being said, we play Army this weekend. I haven't looked at the opening spread. Not much to talk about. But I'm taking LSU. I'm taking LSU. <laughs> whatever it is, um, it is. It, could it be does fifty. It does kind of feel like one of those like. Should we be thinking more about this because of how we've been playing? But then again, I kind of thought that about Auburn too, like I mentioned, and then we did what we just did. So I so. just think it's the Army triple option special, <laughs> and our weakness is the pass game. 
And so that's I think, very I think we might see more like a true three four instead of like a nickel defense. And so that way you get uh, Spates, Penn, and Weeks on the field all at the same time. And I think that's how they're going to be able to beat the triple option. And honestly, the more wit weeks we get, the happier I am. Never complained about more wit weeks. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've already, you know, defended the run pretty well against all these SEC schools who have, you know, SEC, we pound the rock. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I'm really not worried about Army running the triple option. Uh, I'd be more worried if they were a passing team. But, you know, I Army agree. historically runs the ball. Yeah. And that's probably why they have LSU at minus 29 and a half. And I'd probably take LSU there. They, they um, just beat an SEC they just school beat, by 30. They so. beat Auburn by 30. They'll beat Army by 45. Um, which that's going to be. Think, do I think Army's going to run one streak down the sideline and it's going to hit? Probably. Maybe so. But Zy Alexander's <laughs> going to get caught on his heels. And, you but, know, given, given our boys back that way, some credit. Uh, another top Always rank back that way. Another saying. top ranked team from Louisiana. Uh, Tulane. Tulane. Tulane is favored by 20 and a half against Stone Cold Steve Austin's alma mater. <laughs> That's a great way. It's North Texas for you. <laughs> That's know. a great way to refer to UNT. Um but yeah, Tulane and LSU both ranked right now, so it's a great time to be a Louisiana college football fan. Um, really excited about what LSU can do this weekend against Army. It is the homecoming game, so hopefully a little bit more energy with the boys. Um, I'll be on the field during halftime. Whoop 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 whoop! whoop Shout whoop. out LSU homecoming. Um, but off. yeah, I'm really excited about what this LSU team can do in the future. Um, you know, uh, the, the the narrative was like, what does LSU have to play for now that we have two losses? But you know. BK came out and said it, and it's kind of true. With the way the SEC is going this year, you even at two losses, you control your own destiny. Because LSU had the same predicament last year where they had two losses going to the S. Going mm, well, we ended up losing that game to A and M, but we don't lose that game to A and M. We have two yeah. losses going to the SEC championship game. If you somehow pull out a win in that SEC championship game, it's really hard to look at a two-loss team who won their conference and played against teams like Georgia and Alabama and Ole Miss. And they beat those guys and keep them out. Right. Is it a guarantee you make the playoffs if you win the SEC championship at two losses? No. Because no. no two-loss team has ever made the playoffs. Yeah. But if LSU can win this out, keep playing like they are right now, scoring 48, 49 points a game, um, the playoff committee might have something to think about. Yeah, it'd be hard to keep them out. And, uh, yeah, they did say when we lost to Ole Miss that they're uh, officially eliminated from contention, but... It's not completely true because, you know, Georgia's been playing these teams close. They could lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama and Ole Miss already have a loss. You yep. know, so if we beat Bama, that gives them another loss, both two losses. If Ole Miss slips up and loses a game, it's basically a three-way tie because they each and beat each other. There's no possibility that the playoff committee would leave an SEC team out. Right, yeah. Because the SEC football is just too big of a, too big of a draw to leave them out. So somebody from the SEC is going to make it. Um, so if you're the question now, this is all hypothetical, of course. Um, the question comes down to if LSU can run the table, they make the SEC championship game. Do you put in a two loss winner or a one loss loser? Um, and that's kind of what we'd have to see. I mean, we saw that last year with the Big Twelve. I think TCU lost to Kansas State in the mm-hmm. championship game. TCU still made the playoff. Um, so that's that's kind of tough to think back and know that that's the history. Yeah. But, but I mean. 
if you're scoring 49 points a game, that's hard for <laughs> hard for them to say. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, if you look back, it was close to 10 years ago. Uh, I believe it was LSU Ohio State in the national championship game. LSU had two losses that season. Still managed to get there because of so many. It was crazy. The all the things that had to happen for LSU yeah. to make it, and it ended up happening. Uh, Missouri played a key factor. In Shout that. out to the BCS days, man. <laughs> BCS was a time. Um, all right, so I think we've covered LSU a good bit. Now going to the unfortunate side of Louisiana football this past weekend, uh, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch much, if any, of the game. I think I saw one drive each. Um, I saw the Rashid Shaheed touchdown drive, and I saw the uh, drive before that where the Texans scored. So I, I saw two scoring drives, and that was it. Um, and then I listened to the rest of it on radio because I was driving. So... Um, I didn't get to watch much of it, but if you guys did get to watch it, what were your thoughts on that unfortunate loss, 20-13 to 13, to the Houston Texans? Uh, Yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, I, I think I speak for both me and Rebo Hustle when, um, when I say that we were extremely confused as to why uh, Garcia got the start over Penning. Kind of blew our minds and didn't turn out well. He looked pretty bad. The first half, and then um, Hurst goes down. They slide over Garcia. Penning goes back in. Plays pretty well the rest of the game. Um, defense looked a little, you know, not they they weren't in the same form we've used to we've been used to seeing them so far this season. It kind of looked like they were always a step behind C.J. Stroud, who let me tell you diced them up. Like the scoreboard doesn't show it, but. And his stats really don't either, but he was making some incredible reads, some incredible plays as a rookie. I have my own Say thoughts it. about C.J. Stroud. Yeah, Say it. Yeah. He's the I'm best, lobbing it to you. He's the best rookie quarterback we've seen since Cam Newton. In over 10 years, he is the best rookie quarterback we've seen. That is very true. Um, I mean, for the Houston Texans to be 500, or I know we're off the dome, St. Joe. I get it. But for the Houston Texans to be 500 right now with a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, young weapons on the offensive side of the ball, not many names on the defensive side of the ball. Your best defensive players out for the year. Like injuries all over the team. And you beat a veteran team like the Saints who have Derek Carr quarterback, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shaheed, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, and then one of the best defenses in the league. I think it says a lot about that Houston Texans team. Um, I don't want to be like the I told you so kind of guy, but CJ Stroud. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll, I'm with you. Love CJ Stroud. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just to kind of rectify this loss a little more, I think everybody's so used to the Texans being that awful team that they're not giving them enough credit this season that that was a tough team to beat. Yeah, and um, especially on the road, you know they started off hot. They've had their stretches. They probably lost some games where they should have won. Uh, just didn't roll their way. But looking forward on the Saints, I do t- still see some upside to this team. I mean, the offense is getting better every week. You know, Derek Carr just threw for four hundred yards. He didn't have a bad game at all. And that was after getting. I mean, he's hurt right now. Yeah. Like he got hit. At one point in the game, and grabbed his ribs, and I think yeah. yeah, I think it was his ribs. Like he, it looked like he got punched in the stomach, and then the entire game just couldn't turn his body and get into it. Um, 
for me, from what I what I can read and what I can gather, um, it, it comes down to two main aspects of our offense, and they're the reasons we're losing game. And it's offensive line and it's coaching. Yep. And you cannot win a game with a bad offensive line and bad coaching to back it up. Like that that is the worst possible recipe for winning a football game. Um, and I know I'm a Detroit Lions like truther. And I'm a huge Detroit Lions game guy, but Great if you look line. if you look at the Great Detroit Lions, who are five and one, one of the best football teams in the NFL right now, um, and with you know the 49ers and the Eagles losing yeah. and the the Bills almost losing, NFCs. you could argue the Lions are a top three team in the NFL, and the number one thing that they invest in is offensive line. The number two thing they have going for them is a fantastic coaching staff. Sam Laporta. Well, they also have Sam Laporta. <laughs> um, but, like, if you look at bad teams and you look at good teams and you look at, you know, what's the difference in them, good teams have good coaches and good teams build from the trenches. And the Saints have bad coaches and are not winning in the trenches. Yeah, to touch back on the offensive line, uh, it made almost zero sense to bench Trevor Penning. He had the two. The first two weeks were pretty abysmal. We were only talking about the negatives with him, and then against the Packers, he was the highest-rated uh, PFF player on the team. Uh, I don't think he gave up any pressures in that game. Last week, he looked really good, and honestly, I I really thought that him and Ramchek were the only two bright spots on the offensive line last week. And I mean, all in all, they played well because they shut out a team, but they. The offensive line still looked a little shaky in the middle. And so benching Trevor Penning coming into this week where you're looking at uh, Will Anderson Jr., we know him from Bama, really wants to get at the quarterback. And is his first name Dominic Grenard? Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan. Greenard. Yeah. yeah. He uh, He's just known for being – Yeah, it was close. <laughs> Pretty good for Reese. Reese is bad with names. <laughs> Pretty good for Rebo there. He was a uh, – like he's an all-around dog, known for getting at the quarterback, and so to make a move at tackle, what the fans knew as two days before the game, which I'm sure they practiced Hurst at tackle all week, um, just doesn't make any sense. Hurst played left tackle last year, if I'm not wrong, and yeah, he did wasn't terrible, but him at guard is so much better, and pinning just continues to grow, so it doesn't make sense that you would just lose all investment in this first-round pick all of a sudden. Um, and certainly for Max Garcia, who even in the preseason didn't look very good, and we had to see we, – we saw him a couple times throughout the year because of the injuries to Hurst, Ruiz, and Pete. Um, and he also didn't look that great either. So are you? So I'm trying to figure out, are they trying to say, is Garcia a better – prospect than pinning and that's why we need to invest in him or are they trying to say pinning's just so bad that Hurst needs to start a left tackle honestly I don't care what this coaching staff says at this point I don't like any of it um like listen I have I've never been the one who's been like man Trevor Penning's gonna be so good and like been all about him but also I don't think that taking a player who didn't really play last year in his rookie season because he was injured and then starting him through the first five weeks of the year or four weeks of the year and then killing that momentum 
by bringing in somebody who we didn't even invest that much into in Max Garcia or taking an older veteran like James Hurst, who it's not like he's like some superstar tackle, um, and just killing the momentum of having Penning in the game and learning. Um, because the best way to learn O-line is to play it. Right. I don't think that's a secret, um, especially when you're going up against two guys who can rush the passer in Greenard and Will Anderson. Um, so, for me, I didn't understand the Trevor Penning benching, and overall, um, I, I hate to be that guy, but it, it's it's time to make a move in the coaching room. Yeah, it's, yeah I agree. Some would say we need to get rid of... Pete Carmichael. Carmichael. Uh, Yeah, um, I think the Dennis Allen experiment has run its course. Um, As a head coach, he is 18 and 41 um, through his, you know, three and a half years uh, between the Raiders and the Saints. Um, Pete Carmichael has proven he is not a play caller in 2023 who is going to be successful. Um, it's just, it's not working. Like, that's, it is what it is. I, I think, you know, although we're still early in the season, uh, about a third of the way through here, that's enough of a point to be like, something's not working. Like, you should, there's no, there's no scenario where you're 500. Derek Carr has, although he's gotten hurt, hasn't missed a game. Yeah. Um, he missed the second half against the Packers, but, um, Derek Carr hasn't missed a game. Alvin Kamara's been playing great since he's been back. Like, looks like the healthiest and best he's ever looked. You have Chris Olave. You have Michael Thomas. You have Rashid Shahid. You have... Four tight ends. The... A defense that is filled with superstars, and you're 3-3, and losing to a young Houston Texans team, losing in a game to a Packers team where you were up by 17 points... It, like it, none of it, none of it adds up to being man. These players aren't executing. In my mind, it all adds up to the coaches are not holding up their end of the bargain. Um, and I think it's, I think we're at the point in the season where it's like, all right, we we got to figure something out. It, whether that means getting just mass exodus, get rid of everybody, or find a new play caller and let Dennis Allen focus solely on the defense, or whatever we have to do. Um, I, I think it's. I think we're at the point in the season where it's time to figure it out. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, we saw two of the best drives out of the Saints all year. Neither one of them ended in points just because we didn't have an answer for a six-man rush, which is wild to me that you don't have an answer for six people. Um, And because we were running plays in the red zone that were four or five-second route tree like development and you you have to have somebody underneath just so you can dump it off if they're rushing six somebody's got to be open yeah um to specifically talk about the red zone offense because that is where we struggle uh last four drives of the game that the saints had the ball they ended at the 27 11 15 and 24 yard lines of the texans so last four drives finished within 27 yards of the goal line we got a total of three points on those four drives. Can't Two have. missed field goals and one where we don't even we didn't do anything. No. That you can't have that. It, like I understand, hey, Blake Groupie, rookie kicker, missed some field goals. 
can't have it. Can't have two missed field goals. But you also can't have a play caller who doesn't know how to at least get us in a position to score one touchdown on four drives. Like, it's just not working. Um, Also saw a stat that I showed Rebo Hustle yesterday that he got a good laugh out of. Raheem Mostert has 11 touchdowns on the year. Christian McCaffrey has nine touchdowns on the year. The New Orleans Saints have eight. <laughs> what What do we do? Like, it, something has to change. How many touchdowns does Miami have as a whole? We don't Way too many. It, it's Way too many. It's got to be an insane amount. They scored more in that one week when they beat the Denver Broncos 70-20 to 20 than we have all year. Pretty much. Um, Like, it, it's, yeah. I feel like we're being very negative, but also... Sometimes you just got to be negative yeah. because yeah. The, there's there's not much positive to say. Like, the defense is still playing. Like, they're still playing well. Definitely. I mean, they shut out the Patriots last week, who the Patriots aren't a good team. Again, they're holding a the team to 20 points. Yeah, and they held the Texans to 20 points. You should, in this NFL, you should win when, you, when your defense holds them to 20 points. You just should. With the way scoring happens and the way the passing offensives have you know, really excelled in the recent NFL, you should win a game holding the other team to 20 points, and we simply cannot do that. Um, however, you know, this is the first time in Dennis Allen's career that he's 500 going into Week 7. <laughs> I also saw that stat. First time in up. his career that he's 500 or better going into Week 7. So you're telling me there's a chance. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, the only good part about yesterday... Uh, yesterday was that every other NFC South team also yep. lost. So so it, we're in the, the same, same we're in the same boat. <laughs> same record as the Falcons, one uh half a game behind the Buccaneers due to their yep. bye week already happening and then the Panthers are still winless. So great to hear. If anything way. else is if there's anything good happening right now for the Saints is that the teams in the division also are not playing great. So who do we have next week? Week 7. Thursday night football. It's uh, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars come to New Orleans. Which is all right. So I just we just looked at this. Uh, the Saints are favored by three points. Are they? Yes. That's got to be a lie. Oh, you know, want to know why? It's because Trevor Lawrence did get hurt. Yeah, he did. He he got a quarter. knee injury, so he's questionable for the game. At this point, who's their backup? I don't know, but at this point, still <clears throat> might look at the Jags winning that game with how the Saints are playing. I mean, if the backup plays, I I don't know. We don't even know who he is. Could be Skylar Thompson. We're not losing Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson definitely still Miami. Can't be Skylar Thompson because he's still in Miami. However, <laughs> if he's that level of player, Saints might be in trouble. Um, Skylar Thompson's a dog. <laughs> he is a duck. No. Um, it's it's hard to be positive about the Saints, man. I love. I do. I have an. I have a love for the New Orleans Saints, without a doubt. Of course, oh, yeah. I do. Um, I wouldn't be this harsh if I didn't, but... Constructive criticism. It's C.J. Beathard, by the way. C.J. Oh, Beathard, Beathard is worse than Skylar Thompson. Um, Still a dog. <laughs> everybody's a dog. Everybody's Former a dog. Iowa quarterback. That's why he's a dog. Indeed. Um, they're known for tight ends, not quarterbacks, for no. sure. Tight ends um, in the But, man, depending on Trevor Lawrence's health, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, I feel a lot better about the Saints finding a win in that matchup, yeah. but... Travis Etienne has been dominating the past few weeks. I mean, I have him in fantasy, and boy, oh boy, am I loving it. Um, two weeks in a row, he scored 28-plus. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Jaguars have been playing, like, 
some really sound football. Like a lot of people were talking about how, uh, for fantasy purposes, like Calvin Ridley is going to be one of those top receivers, and he's not. But it's not because he's not good enough. It's because the Jaguars are so good at divvying up the passes and really uh, picking apart these defenses that they're all getting like 15 points a week. Yeah, Ingram, Kirk, Ridley. Yeah, they're all just there. Um, Zay Jones even. Zay, yeah, even, even Zay Jones. And the Jags are also one of those teams who started off cold and people were like, oh, we should have known this was going to happen. They were a one-year thing. And then no, they're not the they've Giants. won three in a row. You know, won those two in London, and then oh, we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> won two in a row in London, and then just dominated the Colts this past week. Um, so the Jags are on a hot streak. The Saints are not, to say the least. Um, Back and forth. We, we we'll win. see how we'll see how it goes Thursday. And what we'll do is on Thursday we'll tweet out our predictions for the game, just because we don't know what's happening yeah, I mean, right yeah. now. We don't know the health of either team, so we don't want to give too many thoughts. Um, but if the Saints play like they did this past weekend and the Jags play like did they did this past weekend, if you're a Saints fan, you're probably not watching all four quarters. Right. Yep. Um, so we'll give we'll Chalk give final thoughts. Second on, column. The second column, indeed. Um, we'll give final thoughts on Thursday. Uh, make sure to follow us off the underscore dome pod on X to keep up with that. We'll drop score predictions in there and maybe who's going to have the best game? Who's going to be the game MVP? Um, before we move on to our next topic, I do want to bring up the NFL as a whole because we are a third of the way through. Um, and although we stick to you know mo- a lot of Louisiana sports, we have to talk about NFL-wide uh, what's happening. Before the season started, we gave a lot of takes and we said a lot of you know things we may regret or things we're very proud of. Um so things some of us regret. Yeah. yeah. So so some of us are, some of us sitting between two people. Well, there's hey, only one of us. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, but we do want to you know just talk about those because <clears throat> we are you know a third of the way through the season now and we're getting an idea of who each team is. Um, so you know if you want to just go around and say hey either a take you're really proud of that you you nailed or a take that you were maybe not so great on. Um, just talk about that for a second. You look like you want to start. Yeah, you're ready to go. Huh? I'll start. <laughs> um, Some would say. So, my terrible, horrible, horrific, one of the worst takes of all time uh, is uh, the New York Giants weren't a fluke. I'm I'm not going to step back on the Dolphins take, but... That's the take I thought for no, sure no, you had to bring no, up. No, no, no. He's in denial. They're, there's still a chance. They were a third of the way through the season. Just a third. <laughs> so, okay. the New York Giants not being a fluke... We figured out that their offensive line is one abysmal, two injury prone, and not having Saquon Barkley for the past three weeks has been a detriment to them. But I wish uh, they didn't have him for one more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I thought that Darren Waller was really going to give them a target in the red zone, but Daniel Jones has also looked horrendous. So uh, that's my terrible take, and take that I didn't have. That's a shocker for me. Is in the same division, the Commanders, as Mustang has said all weekend, are legit. Their offense is serious. Their defense is pretty okay. Yeah, I mean, me and Redfish both, you know, simultaneously had the thought without even conspiring between each other. We both filled out some, uh, whatever it's called, playoff predictor, mm-hmm. p- predicting the whole season. Basically, we both yep. had the Redskins in the playoffs. The what? Commanders. Jesus hey, guy. they want to canceled. Go, they want. They, they want, want to go, go back. back. They, Josh Harris is gonna do it, and I'm so happy for him. Anyway, but yes, 
we both had the same thought before the season started. Commanders in the playoffs. Yep. Look at them now. Yeah, we both said Commanders in the playoffs, and I believe we both had the Giants as the fourth team in the division. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So. I'm not known to be an NFL guy. I'm, I have no, no, Pelicans pulled up on my phone. I'm ready. We're going we're gonna to talk about them. I just... I you know I, we just have to address yeah. the whole situation going around the NFL, um, what we did right, what we did wrong. Um, as far as you know, I was gonna say what I did right was the NFC East because I was right about the Giants being terrible, which they are, mm-hmm. um, and I was right about the Commanders being better, which they are. Um, the thing I was wrong about is how high I was on the Ravens. Are they four and two? Yes, but they are a nasty four yeah, and two. It's the, the wins are a convi- gross four and two. <laughs> they are four and two where you're like they could be zero and six. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's I I didn't really I wasn't as high on them as you were going yeah. into the season, but I you know I still respected them. Uh, I thought the offense was going to come through, and it hasn't. It no, it just really hasn't. Their defense it, has kind of been I really, giving them their wins. Yeah, I really thought things were going to turn around, bringing in a new OC and. Someone who understands more modern passing concepts, and it's just—it's yeah. still not working yet. I mean, J.K. Dobbins out again, another season. Yeah, Has J.K. Dobbins like six doesn't. He's—I don't know if he's ever actually played football. I think he's a myth um, that people made up. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if J.K. Dobbins actually exists. Um, OBJ can't stay healthy. Rashad Bateman can't stay healthy. Zay Flowers, although he's a great player, is prone to dropping the football. He had a great game yesterday, though. Yeah, no, he's he's really best game good. Of his career I think he was the second best receiver in yeah. this rookie class. I agree. Um, going into the draft, that's where I had him at was the second best, and he's proven to be the best so far. Um, uh, I'd put him and Addison on the same level. Yeah, right now. that's true. Addison, well, Addison, Addison was the healthy good. Justin Jefferson. It's pretty bad. The Addison, I disagree. He's had. The first two weeks, Addison was great, and then he took a step back. I think because defense were like, "Oh yeah, I forgot we don't right, only yeah. have to cover <laughs> Justin Jefferson," um, which you don't have to now because he's out for the next three weeks at least. Um, but NFL wide, Reese was wrong about a lot of stuff. We were right about a lot of yeah, stuff. I mean, you don't have to say that out loud. Uh, no, be, I do have to say it out loud because what mm. I was going to say next is the people should know there's something you know more about than football, okay. and that's basketball. I'll take it. So I want you to lead the discussion on our wonderful New Orleans Pelicans because we do have to mention them. We're in the preseason right now, and uh, I believe we're zero and three. One more hey. thing, real quick. Okay. I forgot about this one. Um, Drop un- it. Unfortunately, knowledge bomb. He's on IR. But my prediction on Devon A. Chain has hit big time. Has hit. <laughs> Can confirm. Very good player. <laughs> good job. Good job, Mustang. So we we know ball, Reese. On to the Pelicans. I know you know round balls. ball. Yeah, that has to do with baskets. Um, sure. So our New Orleans Pelicans. We know he likes hey, Cowboys. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Dustin, I hope you caught that one. <laughs> Shadow Dutt. All right, here we go. All right. So our New Orleans Pelicans. It's the preseason doesn't really speak numbers to us. But it's also the preseason. Our starters played half the game, all three games, I'm pretty sure. Um, the Magic game was really good out of the starters. I think Zion had 15, 5, and 5 at halftime. According to me, that's a triple-double in a regular game. According to me. Reese is doing his own math. <laughs> that's, that's, I love Rebo math. Rebo math, yeah. If the math maths. Rebo stats. 
Stat That's cast. a triple double. Hashtag stat that. <laughs> stat cast by Rebo. Um, and of course Brandon Ingram's looking midseason form already, playing for the USA. Um, there's not many question marks this year. It's more of, uh, can we stay healthy? Can can this team really be a three seed, be a contender if they're all healthy the whole year? I mean, you have some question marks of who takes the role while Trey Murphy's out, who takes the role while Jose's still out. Um, But Jordan Hawkins looked great in the third game. He uh, had some heat check moments, really shooting the rock really well. Like Mike Miller. Evidently, evidently Kira Lewis Jr. has had a great offseason, really filling the role for Jose while he's out. Um Honestly, I think they if if we see eighty games from Zion, eighty games not eighty, sorry. There's only eighty 82. games from we see Zion. 70? Okay. I meant to say seventy. Ooh. If we see seventy ish <laughs> games <laughs> from our big three, we have to be in a conversation to win the Western Conference. A- eighty games from I didn't Zion. Mean no, to say I know, but I just want I I wanna say if we do get eighty games from Zion Book 'em. Welcome. That would be Welcome. the craziest turnaround in the history of professional sports. <laughs> like, talk about most improved player. And I'm not talking about stats. I'm talking about hamstrings. <laughs> like, if that man's hamstring can hold up to 80 games, yeah. shot out. I mean, um, at one point, he was looking like Danny Burgers and then turned it around. Daniel Vogelback. Danny Burgers, he says. Um, Low-key Zion fat shaming over here, but it's fine. Um, I, I'm I'm talking about how much he's turned it around. <laughs> All right, that first season uh, that he was out, he, he put on some weight, a little bit too much gumbo, yeah. jambalaya, etouffee, whatever they eat in Portland. Right, because he didn't come to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. If if our big three can stay healthy, I mean, David Griffin talked during the off season about you know the leadership ability of CJ McCollum and how he like, you know, he outworks people in the gym. Is he the old CJ McCollum that's going to give you 26 every night? Probably not because he's, you know, he's getting older, but he's transitioning to a different role as well, where he's a, he's a, he's a playmaker. Um, That's what he does for this offense is he facilitates and he shoots threes. Yeah. I was just about to say how towards the end of last season, we saw him start to facilitate more, Mm -hmm. you know, focus on the, the team win rather than, I mean, you know, obviously he still wanted the team win, but, yeah, passing the ball around, creating these plays, he started to show more of that veteran men- mentality. Mentality, indeed. Um, yeah, the I mean the season, and and the best part about our big threes, I think they all succeed in different areas of the court, so they don't take up each other's spot. Um, CJ's our outside guy. Um, he passes and he shoots really well. Brandon Ingram is known for his mid range game. That's what he does really oh, yeah, well. That, you know, dribble up a little bit. Get the ball in three-point line, dribble up a little bit, cross over ISO, to the free throw line. ISO mid-range on the elbow yep. from Brandon Ingram is Every a thing time. of beauty. Um, and then, of course, Zion dominates in the paint. Um, so having a big three that can you know, each have their own area of the court and dominate in that certain area. Um, and then if we have Herb Jones and JV out there healthy to complement them, if we can get, you know, like you said, 70 starting games um, out of our starting five, 70 games where they stay healthy and they all start together, First of all, that's a dream that we know not is not going to come true. Yeah, it's hey, foreign hey, hey. to us. However, but one if it does break. happen, one game, Bray. Um, if it does happen, it, it, it's a good squad to have out there. 
Yeah. Um, although, you know, preseason may not be a great turnout for us, um, we know what those players are capable of. And in my opinion, unlike the Saints, I'm not questionable of our coaching. Um, oh, no. I'm questionable of our medical staff. Sometimes. We had one of the greatest coaching moves. I was this about to say season. bringing in James Borrego is going to be huge for our offense. I just can't wait to see Zion moving in a James Borrego offense, like centered and power forward driven uh, screens every play. Six, seven, eight pin downs. It's it's just gonna be exciting. The ball movement, dude. Dude, I like, the bi <laughs> can't even talk, dude. The bi pick and roll with Zion, because if you do an inside the arc pick and roll with Zion, Brandon Ingram's either gonna pull up in your face and nail a mid range because that's what he does, or or he's gonna throw it to Zion who's rolling to the rim, or even better. He'll flip it out to CJ, who's going to shoot a three. I was saying the B.I. jam because that was nasty last year, too. That also happens. I mean, Zion bringing down the rim. I I don't want to put too much stock in a preseason because it's preseason, and also you don't want to show all of your best work in preseason. You don't want to give it away, especially when we're playing Western Conference teams who we're going to be seeing four more or divisional opponents who we're going to be seeing a lot more um, during the regular season. Um, Can't give away all your secrets. Can't. Can't do it. So, I'm excited about the Pelicans. I'm not putting stock in a preseason. I'm worried about what are we going to do in the regular season. Note, we played the Magic, the Hawks, and the Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets. That's who I was talking about, okay. divisional opponents. That's, I was specifically talking about the Rockets. Okay. I should have clarified that. That's my bad. Um, Historically bad. Three teams who we don't know how great they are, um, and we lost all three of them. However, again... <laughs> Don't too too much stock in the preseason. I'm trying to talk myself. Um, no, I'm. I trust this Pelicans team. If Larry Nance and Trey Murphy can come back healthy within the first three to four weeks of the season, Jose Alvarado, you know, comes back and plays his role. Kyra Lewis Jr. can continue that improvement, and we have a healthy ten to eleven man rotation out there on the floor who we can trust to score points. Dangerous team to face. For sure. Agreed. Flock around and find out. Flock around and find out. That's what I said. Shout out, Boot Crew. <laughs> All right. Who had a terrible take on Pelicans preseason, by the way, Ooh. because they wanted us to go 4-0 in the preseason. Who cares? I, again, it's like football preseason is one thing. Basketball preseason means absolutely nothing to me. Football preseason, I think, is a chance you get to actually see the players who are going to play for you. Yeah, especially for, you know, like, coming after the draft, all the rookies, all the people who uh, change teams, you know, big moves like that, seeing how they mesh with their teammates is one thing. Basketball preseason is just, how does this look against another defense that we're not using right now? Yeah, and honestly, the conditioning levels are so different too. Like, you are not in basketball shape in basketball preseason. You should be in football shape for football preseason. <laughs> you better be. That's just, that's just how I feel about it. I could be very wrong. I'm not an athlete. But that's just how I feel. Um, all right, so we, we, we covered, you know, we covered our football. We covered our basketball. Um, before we get into the last two segments, baseball is happening right now. Yes, it is. Oh, um, it is. We've got the AL and NLCS so both far. going on. Um, Rangers beat the Astros today to take a 2-0 lead in that series. Um, very excited about that. <laughs> They're playing Creed. Making, 
they can't lose. Can I've tweeted. I hey, I posted that on X. Look what the Vikings did. If you're playing Creed before every game, you're not losing. And guess what? They've won five in a row. Shout out Scott Stapp, baby. The, the Vikings just did it too. They, I want a they Scott Stapp had, Rangers jersey. They just Let me put that had out there. An interview with a old boy, Kirk, mm-hmm. Captain Kirk. Um, <clears throat> he's he talked about how they changed things up. You know, normally they have like hip hop or rap playing pregame warmups in the locker room. They were playing Creed. He, Vikings? Yes, the Vikings. Reese, your Vikings are making the Super Bowl. The Drip King Vikings. Kirko Chains are listed in the Creed. He, as they should. And as he said, you know, he said he heard about what the Rangers were doing. He said, let's give it a shot. Hmm. Players loved it, he said. Even, you know, the ones who didn't know who Creed was, now they do. When my sacrifice comes on. <laughs> Not much holding you back. Um, <clears throat> Diamondback Phillies in the NL. Their series starts tomorrow, um, I believe, or today. They start today um, at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, Diamondbacks coming off a huge sweep for the Dodgers. Uh, took out the biggest broom in the closet and just whoosh, swept them under the rug. Phillies beat the team everyone thought was going to win the World Series beat the in the best Braves. Team in baseball. Yeah. So, for me, what I love about... The current MLB playoffs is three out of the four teams not projected to do not projected to make the World Series before the season started. Correct. Um, Astros are always team that are going to you know chase the pennant. I think they've done it. I think they said seven years in a row, eight years in a row at this point they've been in the ALCS. Like they are consistently a top four team in baseball. Um, however, the Rangers are up 2-0. Phillies versus Diamondbacks on the other on the other side of the bracket. Um, Anyone other than the Astros win the World Series, I'm happy. However, I'm taking the Rangers. They look unbeatable. Yeah, I mean, when <clears throat> when the early 2000s Christian rock gods are on your side, <laughs> it is hard to lose. He is convincing. Happy birthday to Shane Creed, by the way. Yeah, it is. want to throw that out I, there. I, I did um, give him a little happy birthday. but It yes. is Shane Creed's birthday. Shane what Creed. a way to celebrate than the right, Texas right. Rangers winning. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> Rebo, any thoughts on the World Series or the Championship Series? Just excited to see some more Philly bombs. Philly bombs. They are. Which Nick yeah. Castellanos and Bryce Harper hate the Braves. Oh boy, right. do they! So, I'm also going to take the Rangers to get to the World Series. However, I'm going to take the Phillies to beat the Diamondbacks. Okay, and then to win the World Series. Okay, because so you know. Okay. They've they've already shown how great they were, and because of everything happening around the world, there's a lot of stuff going on. There is a lot of things going on. Europe and Asia. Uh, the Phillies have Nick Castellanos, who is undefeated when bad things bad things happen. That is true, and he did it again. If any <laughs> player shows up in a bad time, it's Nick Castellanos. You want so, something? You say something controversial. Nick's hitting one four twenty dead center. Like it's 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 written down. It's, it, yeah, before it's, it happens, it's set in stone. It's, yeah, it's, um, so that that's my reasoning. <laughs> no, your reasoning has nothing to do with baseball and more to do with coincidence of Nick Castellanos. Correct. Cool. I like it. Rebo and Creed and Creed. I'm taking the same thing, but uh, for the reason of the Phillies will find any way to make anything personal. That is very true. They it's a Philadelphia thing because oh, the yeah. Eagles did it too. And that's how they made their run last year, is 
they would find the littlest thing that somebody said or did, and they'd be like, they'd blow it out of proportion, and then they'd beat the crap out of the team. Also, how stone cold is it to hit a home run and just what? stare down the second baseman the what? whole trot? What? Twice. <laughs> did it twice in the same game. Um, yeah. Uh, Arcia made a very big mistake when yeah, he messed with right, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Um, I mean, but regardless of who wins... This is a this is a, a bla- baseball playoff that I've loved so far. Yeah, this is new been... teams coming in to shake things up. I mean, I'm I was so tired of seeing Dodgers Braves in the NLCS. Mm-hmm. That didn't the Phillies make the World Series last year? They did. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they, they beat the Padres. Sorry about it. Um, <laughs> hey, we made it. So I mean, <laughs> hey, we <laughs> made it. Yeah, at least your team, you know, made the playoffs but last yeah. year. I mean, the Phillies coming in last year, they're still kind of, you know, shaking things up with the the big beat on the the Braves. So that's why I'm riding with them, not because they're hot young guys. <laughs> that was the greatest take of all time, <laughs> was it? Yeah, and they got swept. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> So moving on from baseball, um, you know we're we're nearing the end here. So let's go ahead and let's do our uh, rhythm and blues betting and lettuce <laughs> rhythm and, rhythm and blues and lettuce betting uh, of the week. We switched it up. Normally we do four leg parlay, two college, two pro. Um, we switched it up this week, kind of you know just whatever you wanted to do is fine. Um, so I went for a parlay actually for tonight's game that. You know, comes on pretty soon here. The Monday Night Football, we got Dallas Cowboys versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I looked at that game as one I think is going to be very fun to watch for the offensive side of the ball. Um, so I went ahead and I put a three-leg parlay. Um, I didn't actually bet it because there's no money in my account. However, I might do it in the next 20 minutes. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers money line because the Cowboys are cold, to say the least. Um, and then Keenan Allen, anytime touchdown, because he is playing the best football of his life right now. And we need him to score 20 more points than Austin Eckler. <laughs> 30 more points than Austin Eckler, I actually believe. I think it's 24. Mm, uh, we were down, 19. 30, okay. we were down 119 to 89, so. Good luck. I think Paul's got you. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and then, uh, so Los Angeles Chargers money line, Keenan Allen anytime, and then uh, CeeDee Lamb anytime, because... He hasn't been utilized the way he's supposed to be utilized yet. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen against a Chargers defense that is very questionable. In prime time. In prime time. Um, so I took, you know, the best receiver on either side uh, of the ball, score a touchdown, Chargers to win the game overall. Um, and I believe that Parley was at plus 842. Um, so 854 now. The odds went up. Um so pretty pretty good parlay right there. Keenan Allen, C D Lamb, Los Angeles Chargers money line. So I'd like to say I went two for four last week. Got oh, both, I got both college that part. football games correct. Yeah. Got both NFL games wrong. Well, I went three for four. So I bounced back from my 0 for four performance and only missed on the 49ers game. The other three uh hit all three of them on two college and the Raiders or the Patriots. So you'd think that would tell me, hey, you should probably bet some college football. But no, the NBA starts in eight days. It's time for <laughs> NBA Futures. NBA Futures, here we go. So better than winning outright, I've got NBA Finals as a, as like you pick both sides. Mm-hmm. And that's one solid bet. Yeah, I mean, it's only eight months from now. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. 
So we'll I for decided. sure remember this. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've decided I'm going with the two most stacked starting fives. Bucks. Okay. Because Lord knows do they not have a bench on either side, but I think the playoffs is all about star power. So I'm going with Milwaukee Bucks versus the Phoenix Suns. There you go. Uh, safe bet. Yeah. However, neither one of them are making 900. the finals, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. oh no, there's no way. There's, there's no way. No. We can talk about our finals predictions next episode, but I'll let you in on a hint. I don't have either of those two teams. You know who I have out of the East. I mean, that's that's a given. There's only one person. Yeah. There's, on, there's only one team who Redfish supports in the, the East. The Miami Heat. All right. Give your bet. Give your bet. Uh, Speaking of 2000s rock, <laughs> Jimmy Butler has the greatest Emo. haircut of all time. Yeah. That's why they're winning it all this year. Yeah. Some would say. Others would not. I'm going to start off by saying that I've had some, some, some bad times recently. Um, I kind of want to chalk it up to management, but I feel like I was screwed out of a championship belt a few weeks back. Um, allegedly. No, not allegedly. It hit. Mm. So, they, say. you know, I, I get off work. Others wouldn't. I get off work. I am others. I, uh, I get a call from these two fine gentlemen next to me, or so I thought they were fine gentlemen. <laughs> I was going to say, at least we're fine, and then he took it back. Um, you know, they... At least we were, we're good friends. We were getting things set up while I was away. And um, they asked me, "Hey, we're we're gonna put some, we're gonna throw some bets out there on our show tonight. Would Bring you be back. Would you be interested in giving us your opinion?" And I was like, "Yeah," and I gave him a four leg parlay, and it hit. And then I didn't get credit for it. So, I was screwed out of the championship <laughs> that I so well deserve. That belt was sitting right where you were sitting, because it was a legend. Alleged. We didn't have any record of what exactly the parlay was because you commented it on YouTube and it does not say. No. Yeah. I said it over the phone. That's even worse. <laughs> How would we keep a record of that? We don't yeah, record our FaceTime. conversations. <laughs> um, so, but you know, regardless. Again, alleged. Yeah. Gotta I, di- have the I digress. I'll just do it again. Okay. Hmm. Here we go. He said this one's hitting for sure. So bet it. So bet it right now. He is Salman's son. He is Soundman's son, the best better I know. Four legger, four spreads, all Amen. NFL. Amen. Oh, oh that's NFL. what I love Never to hear. Three doesn't. First up, Commanders Giants. Commanders are only favored by one and a half. Oh, Commander spread. Power that. Give them plus seven. <clears throat> plus thirty four. Well, minus seven and Sorry. half. Yeah. Uh, next one up, minus. Browns Colts. Colts have hit some some rough patches. Browns just. Made an undefeated team defeated. That is true. Browns minus two and a half. Yep. Preach. Okay. I'm one so far. Next one. It's betting. Niners profit. Vikings. Oh, where's it going to go? Vikings with this one? coming off of a win against a pretty banged up Bears team. Didn't win by as much as they should have. The Bears suck. Niners have a sour taste in their mouth. Niners minus seven. Oh, minus seven, you say? Interesting. And then last, we got Lions-Ravens. Ravens, who we talked about, weren't having convincing wins. Lions, been at the top of the food chain. Lions plus three. No, huh? Combine Let me see that. It. Combine that for 
plus 1283. Lions are plus three? Plus three? Run it. What's the odds on that part? That is brought to you by... The Fantasy Prophet. What's the... 1283. That's free money. That's an insane parlay. How are the Lions plus three? They're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Jared Goff's best quarterback in the NFL. Um, so, speaking about Jared Goff, our last little thing here, the Fantasy Five, where we talk about fantasy football for five or more or less minutes. Um, Jared Goff is our quarterback. Another great week out of the boy, but it wasn't good enough to get us a win, unfortunately, against the old Still geezer. Still chance. It's not happening. Uh, against the old geezer, we would need Keenan Allen to outscore Austin Eckler by 30 points tonight in order to win, so that's not going to happen. Um, shout out to Zach Charbonnet getting less than four points. Uh, Sam Laporta's first bad week of the season. Uh, and Jake Elliott getting minus one points from the <laughs> kicker position. Those are the three reasons we lost. Um, Miles Sanders was hurt. Next week, he's on a bye, so that's a situation we'll have to figure out. Uh, so, Zach Charbonnet came in and did what Zach Charbonnet does and suck. Um, Give you 3.9 so yeah. points every week. Rhythm rhythm and Blues are 4-2, and two, but 4-2 and two is better than some other teams in the league. Um, so, not complaining about that. How, how, how's the lettuce looking? Um, you know, we've, we've seen better. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> um, so, you know, a, a few weeks ago, we heard... How Lottober Clown Car was just devastated by his fantasy losses. How, you know, he's had a rough go of things. Mm-hmm. He does not compare to me. <laughs> now, at this you point have. in the season, now at this point in the season, I have lost Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. my first round pick. I lost my fifth round pick, who I sniped, Mike Williams, mm-hmm. both gone. Yep. Um, I also had you know, my, my second round pick was Garrett Wilson. He lost his quarterback the first play of the game. Yeah. First play of the season. Yeah. Uh, so he's been underperforming, to say the least. You know, yeah. I think he had he hit his season high last or this week with 17 points. <sighs> um, Couldn't be Keenan or AJ, I'll tell you that much. I ended up having to trade Calvin Ridley to get another running back, which was Damian Pierce, who, you know, he's played pretty well, except last, this week. Man, you are having a rough go of it. And we then... Ambulanced off the field. And then... To top things off, my starting quarterback gets hurt just yesterday after putting up two 50-point games. Man. That that, that sucks. It you might as well does. just start selling, give no, us all your guys. Absolutely not. I'm in it till a bitter end. Never so. back down what? <laughs> Never give up. Come on, guys. Uh, yeah, let us not having a great run of it, but hey, there is still time left. Correct. Yeah. There is still time left. I mean, there's not, not even... there's not enough time for Nick Chubb or Mike Williams to come back. No. But there's enough time for Zay Flowers to boom. Sure. For the Jets to figure out an offense. Sure. For Justin Fields to hopefully, you know, play a game the rest of the season. Sure. If not, I have CJ Stroud on the bench. Dog. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, we're not even halfway to the playoffs yet. So. We're Looking sitting, up. We're sitting tight. There's still a chance for Miami to be bad. No, there's not. No, there's not. Uh, Miami's They put up seven Very points. good. Miami is extremely, extremely good at football. Um, other fantasy league-wise, uh, we are in a dynasty league together. 
where there's three five and one teams, the tied yep. for first. They and all it live is, um, in. They all live in Shaq. De La Miller. A night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's us three. Um, in case you couldn't tell by that. Um, yeah, we. You know, although you know, league of record didn't go this that uh, you know our way this past week. We're we're killing it in that sleeper league. So good for us. Um, yeah, this has been a fun time. Oh yeah, I've I love it, it when all three of us are on. Um, and we just, you know, we talk. We each bring our own different type of emotion. Yeah, and also, the, the best part about this is is when we turn off the camera, we still live in the same house. So we and can we, just keep talking. Yeah, we just yell at each other. Yeah. Just bully me. We yeah. just... We just don't you dare play NFL victim. Takes, just, don't you just, dare play victim. Just haters. No, no, no. Last night, we're hold playing... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, we don't yell at each other. Sometimes someone leaves, and then we put Dick Cheney on their ceiling fan. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes some of us are at church and then eating lunch and dinner with his family. You were at your family celebrating your sister's birthday party. Don't play the church card on me, And had work. I had work, church, and a birthday dinner last night, and I come back to my room with Brad written on the floor in shoes, Dick Cheney on top of my fan, Ruth Bader Ginsburg Ginsburg in in my freezer, and my bed made the opposite direction that it is supposed to. Still doesn't know that he they turned the whole mattress around. I can feel the difference. <laughs> we rotated um, it. You're welcome. Yeah, I can I can feel the rotation. It was a little bit more flat than usual. It was kind of comfy. Um, but yeah, you know this is this podcast is not only to just like to, like not only to talk about our sports opinions and you know give our hot takes off the dome and talk about the teams that we love. It's just a way for us to have fun and do what we yeah. do off camera on camera, um, so other people can hear it. So I'm I'm glad we get to do this. I'm glad you're back. Me too. Back at the uh, Shaq De La Miller. Shaq De La Miller. I don't know when that name came about. Like yesterday. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Um, I thought it was called the Sherwood Manor, but whatever. Whatever works. Myrtle Ridge Mansion. Whatever we want to call it. Um, whatever has the most words in it. <laughs> we'll come up with one. Um, but yeah, we we are glad to come on here all the time and just you know talk about our what we think is going to happen throughout the year. Talk about our favorite sports teams. Give our hot takes off the dome. Um, so go ahead, make sure to follow us on Twitter, off the underscore dome pod, Facebook, off the dome sports podcast, watch us on YouTube, off the dome sports podcast. Um, and then, of course, on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. So, you know, probably an easier way if you don't want to listen to it on your way to work, way home from work, um, you know, just sitting around, eating dinner, need something to put on. And um, you already. Already got that Spotify premium subscription. Go ahead, watch the Off the Dome Sports podcast on there. Good news is, podcast, you don't need premium. No. You just play whatever one you want. Even better. Off the Dome Sports podcast on we're looking Spotify. Out we are. Hey, we're doing the Lord's work. And then, um, of course, the No Network. The boys at the No. At B in the No. K-N-E-A-U-X. The only way to spell it. Go ahead and check them out on all social medias as well. Um, do a lot of a lot of content in and out all week uh pre-game and post-game for saints and you know live tweeting during lsu and Tulane games i mean anything you could possibly think of when it comes to louisiana sports the no has it covered so go ahead and check out the no glad to be a part of that network hopefully get to meet the guys pretty soon with that yeah. you know that pelicans game coming up where we might be doing a, a little fun time there um so really excited about everything happening for otd the no network and 
looking to see where Louisiana sports takes us throughout these next couple months. You, you do got to watch out for the, the women in gold vest at the blender, though. They will yell at you. Mm. They do. <laughs> One of those right at sound, man. But, um, yeah, got to love Louisiana. Got to love New Orleans. And um, thank you for everybody for watching the Off the Sports Podcast. I am Redfish. I'm Reba Hustle. I'll give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> and we will see you next time.